everyone. Welcome back to HOA It's a True Story. Today we are speaking with Joe Benson, the Vice President, and Becky Larson, the Business Development Manager with Life Specialty Coatings. Today we're briefly going to talk on the subject of deck coating systems and our now infamous SB 326 inspections, or also known as Civil Code 5551. Thank you both for joining us today and welcome to HOA It's a True Story. Thank you so much for having us today. We appreciate that. Thank you, thank you. Also joining us today is our very own Bill Mann from GB Group. Hi, Bill. Reagan. So we like to start out the podcast kind of asking you a little bit about your background because it's very interesting to learn how people really get into the HOA industry. Most of the time it's by accident. <laughs> we kind of tend to fall into this. Uh, so I'm kind of curious, why don't we start with you, Joe, tell us a little bit about how you got into the HOA world. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, um, some people say that, you know, I, I grew up in this industry because my grandpa started this company actually in 1963. So I feel like sometimes I, I grew up with a paintbrush in my hand, <laughs> but I absolutely love the industry that we're in. And I've been working here for quite a few years now. I get to work with my dad and my brother and my whole family here. And um, I can relate. Start... <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so it's a lot of fun. How did I get specifically into the HOA industry itself? Since we manufacture a lot of different waterproofing systems, we get contacted by property managers on a pretty often basis. So through the CAI and CACM, we started sponsoring events. Reconstruction has been our bread and butter pretty much ever since. We entered this reconstruction market with CAI and CACM and working with the managers and just trying to add value, answer questions and being an educational resource. So that's how we got into it. Okay, so you were born into it. And Becky, what about you? Yeah. Well, I started in the HOA industry about four or five years ago, four or five years ago. And um, I worked with a construction management company and there I was their educational director. So I did a lot with SB 326 and roofing and did a lot of presentations. I'd get them certified with CAI and CACM and then always attended all the different events that they had. And then I got started here about a little over a year ago, I was hired. And my main purpose here is to meet up with the HOA industry, meet up with the property managers to really build that relationship as well as build the relationship with the contractors. Well, why don't you then explain to us exactly what your waterproofing specialty coatings are and how they are unique to our industry? Absolutely. We manufactured several different waterproof decking systems that are a little bit different than other manufacturers' decking systems. So, you know, we do offer the cementitious systems and the urethane systems, and we make a lot of the products in-house, which is very different than a lot of other manufacturers out there. But our main point of differentiation is, you know, we have long-term extended warranties for our system. So up to 20 years plus on a lot of wow. our systems. And we like to come out to projects and have an eye on the project. So some manufacturers will just sell a system and they'll, they'll leave it be. We like to incorporate a lot of value within our systems to come out. We'll actually write a complimentary specification for the tailored to a project. So we'll come out, we'll either work with the CM or we'll work with the GC, like GB Group. And we'll come out to a project and we'll be that second set of eyes on a project. That way we can offer a lot of value to property managers. 
the point of education, we also offer, just like we talked about in the beginning, we also also offer educational unit DEUs approved through, through CAI for continuing education for property managers. So we like to be that like educational resource more than just simply manufacturer. We're going to be talking a little more about SB 326 or it's now being known as Civil Code 5551 the balcony inspection requirements. But what's really interested us today to, to get with you is to talk about how these balcony requirements are going to affect deck coating systems or waterproofing systems and what this is going to mean for the HOA. Have you had any experience yet with these inspections with properties that have coatings on them? Yeah, we've actually done a lot with the inspections. So the way where we come into play, a lot of times I will go talk to a property management company and they say, okay, we need to get our inspections done. Great. So then I have several inspectors that I know do a really nice job and I will refer them to the inspectors. Once they have the report generated, we can write the specifications for that project to do the repairs that the inspector is suggesting. And then if need be, the property manager, we can refer them to contractors that are certified to install our products. And then we can put them together with the contractors. Plus that with writing the specifications, it gives them a scope of work. It gives them apples to apples when they get their bids from the contractors. So I've looked at several of these inspections and worked with the inspectors closely. I have a couple at CAI that I've seen there and do the inspections and they and do a great job. So one of my questions you kind of touched on there, you do then have certified applicators for your systems. We do. We have a large database that we have of certified applicators. They've done demos and learned how to install our products. They've been given a certificate that says that they're a certified applicator. And depending on where you're located, we have them all over. So we can always make sure you get somebody that's close by. Is the certification good forever or do they have to be renewed? How does that work? One thing we like to do, and just kind of add on what Becky's saying too, is we like to do complimentary training. So we'll do um, hands-on wet demos to make sure that the applicators know exactly what they're doing. So that way, when they're on the project, they're also experts on the product itself. Just to answer your question too directly, we like to make sure that contractors undergo like hands-on training at least once a year. So we always offer private demos. We offer group demos, whatever people are more comfortable with. And they're always tailored. They're never a demo where we're just up there and we're just talking. They're always with hands-on demos. We like to get the applicators involved. That way they you know they have the trial on their hands or they have the squeegee in their hands. They know exactly what they're doing. And we'll go to a contractor site to train his, his workers as well mm-hmm. um, to make sure everybody knows what's going on. They can't always take time off or we might be a little far for them, but we're happy to come there and make sure that they're able to get the training that they need. That's great. So if they don't reach out to you, you know, they've gone out and gotten three bids to go into doing their inspections, their balcony inspections, and now they're working with somebody who's not certified, got a structural engineer out there, and and he's got his sidekick company that he's using for openings, (laughs) but they're not necessarily certified. How is this going to change the situation? Is it going to void their warranty? Do they get honored if they have a patch? Can it get matched? What happens if you're not certified out there? When the inspector comes out to do the inspection, he should only be doing holes from the bottom up. So if it's an open deck where you can actually see the joists and the woodwork, nothing has to, there's no destructive testing that needs to happen. If it's covered with stucco, 
or something along those lines, any decorative piece of any kind, the inspector is going to need to do some boroscope holes, but those should come from the bottom up because they can see any damage that would be in there, any moisture. They should not be coming from the top down, which would damage the waterproofing system and then require patching, which is much more difficult to patch and make sure it's warranted. Coming we do up have, you're just fixing a stucco. <laughs> we have several inspectors that want to open up the coatings to inspect the flashing condition of the flashings because you know every inspector has to sign off on these so they all have different scopes of work. So we mm -hmm. have on jobs where we are opening up waterproofing systems. So I guess that's our question. So as these systems get opened up, and they have to be patched back at some point, and it's not a certified installer is patching it back, or even if it's a certified installer patching it back, where is it the warranty and stuff with you folks end up? Well, if you're opening up a system and there's an existing system down, and there's a consultant or an architect that's out there inspecting the project, we want to make sure that that area is repaired. Because if you're opening up a system to do an inspection, that's great because we want to make sure that there's no dry rot damage or you know fill in the blank, right? But that system needs to be repaired post-inspection. Also, to answer your, the second part of your question, what happens if you have a fly-by-night contractor come out and do the work? That work's not warranty. You have to make sure that you get the manufacturer involved on these projects. That way, they can have their eyes on that project as a project is going on. So making sure that the manufacturer has their eyes on the project with either a consultant or with the GC and making sure that they're inspecting every step of the way. You want to make sure that you're set in stone and your warranty. That way, when you're going back to your board and talking to the rest of the people on your board of directors for the HOA, that everyone feels comfortable with the warranty and you guys are protected. That's the most important thing. So the answer, Joe, is if we're doing this, we should call you and say, hey, come out. We're opening up your waterproofing system. You know, come up, help us with the scope of work and put it back. Together. Absolutely. Yes, yep. exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say is that have us come out and so we can tell them what that needs to be done. And there's a lot of things that we would have to look at. What type of system is down existing? How big is the hole that you're going to make? So it, that comes into play with what the repair and the patch would be. And then the warranty on top of that as well. Okay. If they do go in and do a patch back on it, is it going to change the duration of the warranty, the initial warranty from the manufacturer? Absolutely. So one thing we need to keep in mind too, is that every situation is different. So in certain situations, you may have an existing urethane system that's down that's bubbling. You may have an existing cementitious system down that the metal lasts. For some reason, they didn't use the right metal last. So it really depends on the findings of the situation. Generally, if most of the area is intact and good to go, if there is repair work that is done and the manufacturer comes out, regardless of who the manufacturer is, comes out and gives their blessing to continue on with the warranty, then the property management company and the board is good to go. However, if there are situations at hand that, that look like there are more problems than are apparent and there's discovery that's done and we find, you know, this is this is not a solid system, then war the warranty cannot be continued off of an existing system. So it really is a term by term basis. When the HOA is beginning to look into doing this, getting their balcony inspections ready, what can they do to protect themselves when it comes to this whole program as far as maybe they don't have debt coatings and they want to put them on after or they're looking at putting it into their budget? How can they kind of prepare for this? Really what the most important thing is going to be when they make a decision to use an inspector, a specific inspector, or they make a decision to use a specific contractor 
to do the repairs is that they have their legal counsel that the community normally uses take a look at those contracts. That's what's going to really make sure that, that they're safe from anyone coming back and saying, oh, that wasn't covered. We're going to charge you more, things like that. I've also looked at several different bids that my property managers have received, and I can let them know, okay, this looks like a good bid, or these bids are apples to apples. Some inspectors will come in and say, I'm going to drill 10 holes. These, these elements, because it's not just the balconies, it's anything elevated six feet and above, the walkways, the flashings like we were talking about, the railings, the wood support. So anything along there, knowing exactly what elements are to be inspected beforehand, knowing how many horoscope holes or how are they going to do the inspections, that way you're comparing apples to apples so you don't have somebody coming in and say, I'm just going to look at it, I'm not going to touch anything. And then you get this low price and then they come back in and they upcharge you because now they decided they need to make holes. So just really making sure that they've looked completely and thoroughly at these and they don't sign anything until they have a legal counsel look at it. I also suggest that they ask the inspector to give them a small sample of their report. It should be a one page. There should be a lot of different things in there. They should have pictures. They should have specific details as to what's wrong, not just the balcony is bad or needs repair. Um, the pictures can show where the balcony needs repair, that it's going to list the, the life that can be put into their reserve study. And it's just having very specific details. That's going to help the contractor when they have that report to the contractor. So he doesn't have to go back and redo a whole new scope of work. He can use this report to, to make his scope of work. Bill, I want to direct a question to you because we've already been seeing real variety of bids coming in that are not even in the same wheelhouse. Well, I mean, you're right. I mean, there have they've been the reports that have come back on a lot of these different inspectors are kind of all over the board, and there doesn't seem to be much of a standard. So I'm glad to hear that you're kind of, you know, asking for peep copies of people's report before they hire somebody because some of them you get, you know, the decks. You know, we had one that came in where it said all the decks were good, but they had dry rot, they had coating failures, and all this other stuff that was noted in the report. And I'm like, well, why would they all be classified as good? Some of the, I questioned some of the reports and then some of the reports are, you know, purely visual inspections and there's been no bore scoping or opening up of any components. So we could ask quite a bit about the big variety and pricing, you know, the swing from one to the other, because some are, they've already experienced some people out there that are not, I want to say certified, they're not structural engineers and or forensic architects or one of the qualified inspecting licenses, right? We've already seen that happen. We've seen and that so too. And, we, and we've also seen where they, you know, they do a report, they say your decks, you know, have issues and problems, but they're not a design company and they just turn the report in and kind of leave the board and manager hanging as where do we go from here? I've got this report with all these bad decks. You know, you're not offering any kind of design or repair scopes. Now I've got to go find somebody and a contractor. And so they're kind of left high and dry. They're not kind of doing the soup to nuts type of reports and inspections. And unfortunately, there are a lot of people out there doing that. I think another thing to note here is that make sure you get their license. Are you a real architect? Just like you were saying, Reagan, making sure that they are an architect, that they are that, that engineer that it's just not somebody who's had their contracting license for a while and they say they're going to give you something and then they turn it in and it's no good and you just paid him for work that, you know, doesn't matter. SB 721, which affects the apartments mm -hmm. for inspections, does allow general contractors to inspect. Right. And so I, and they started that first. 
So a lot of people thought that it was the same thing for HOAs and that 721 and 326 were the same, just under a different title. And they're not the same. And so, you know, you do have to be very wary of people that are claiming to be qualified, but they may be qualified for one, but not the other. And again, I'm glad to hear you're doing the deep dive of finding out who's doing it. Yeah, we've had a lot of situations with structural engineers that come out and they certainly are qualified to look at the structure. But if there are issues, which typically end up being waterproofing related, they're not always the best to be looking at waterproofing problems that are causing damage to the structure. Right. So it's, it's kind of an interesting thing. You know, it's nice to get somebody that can deal with both sides of the equation, not only the structural aspect, but the waterproofing aspect as well. And in some ways, Bill, don't you think the waterproofing is even more critical because that leads to all the water intrusion and the dry rotting of the wood frame? Generally, we don't have damage that requires structural repairs unless we have water intrusion. percent <laughs> of the time, but that's most of the time. So obviously, whatever causes termites, you know, there's a few others in repairs. So. Occasionally, there's other reasons, termites or damage from cars hitting, you know. Yeah, or poor design or poor material design, right. failure or something like that. But, but usually it's a waterproofing issue. Yeah, generally it's waterproofing. So. so I think it's really, really important that they know, A, what product do they have on their decks if they do have a coating system? And what is their current status of their warranty? What contractor was their applicator? Because that may be something right you know that they right. could start with as well and then i really like that you're asking to look at the proposals because it isn't just a dollar figure on this particular one cheapest isn't always you know the best it, sometimes we hear well it doesn't matter if they're going to warranty they're going to warranty we're going to go with the cheaper product right. that doesn't always work it could create a whole host of problems just going cheap so they do need to really look at it and do their best to try to compare the apples to apples because we don't always get apples to apples, as Bill mentioned. It exactly. gets very convoluted. And we've seen civil engineers submitting reports, which again, they are not qualified as a structural engineer. So yeah, there's a lot of misinformation going on out there, which makes it very difficult to navigate. And I'm really glad to see Different organizations are really getting more people speaking about it. I know Bill and I have had this topic for quite some time. We're working on a CAI certified presentation with you coming up next month. Why don't you tell our audience what they can expect? Tips and hints for SB 326. And a lot of people already know the meat and potatoes of SB 326. So we are going to cover that a little bit, but the focus is going to be on what to look for in an inspector what should be in that inspection report, what to look for in a contractor, what can affect the pricing of your inspections, things to look for in your balcony to know, okay, the balcony is gonna be bad because they are putting heavy plants on here or they're overwatering or they've put down synthetic grass that's damaging, just things to keep an eye out for and make sure those don't happen in the future, as well as we cover a little bit about the inspection vents and talk, just introduce what an inspection vent is I'm actually working with a company to get some samples so that we can show the samples of the inspection vents because that'll help in the long run with inspection costs as well as venting back to help with the water if there is any water that does happen 
to get into there than being able to get that back out. Okay, and how long will this program be? It's one hour long. And then at the end, uh, after everybody signs in and when we're all done, a couple days later, I send out a follow-up email with their certificate. And I also send all their names to CAI organizations so that they have that, they'll receive the, uh, the credit. And then we also have a follow-up that kind of summarizes everything that we talked about in the presentation. And that's just a one-page takeaway sheet that I'll send out as well so that they have that to remember what was talked about and contact information. Because we're always here to answer questions. You know, when things are going on during the webinar, you don't remember everything that you want to ask. And during the webinar, they have the ability to chat with us so that we can um, answer any questions during the time of that webinar. And we're going to have Michael Kennedy talk with us on that webinar as well. And he works with Burning Wild. He's an amazing attorney. And he's very versed. He gives monthly, if not more than monthly, information about the SB 326 and 721. If somebody's interested in signing up for this particular credited webinar, how could they do that? Reagan, this one's going to be a question to you. Want them to sign up through you? Probably sign up through you and we'll pass out your flyer as well. So I think it'll be a joint effort, but we can have them either reach out to us at inquiry at gbgroupinc.com or they can reach out directly to you at Becky, B-E-C-K-Y dot L as in Larson at life, L-I-F-E, coatings with an S, dot com. And I will create a flyer to advertise it. It'll talk a little bit about what we're going to talk about, just a brief overview, and then I'll also have that information on there. I'll give that to Reagan as well as advertise that. Okay, so they'll basically get a deep dive into this. They'll get credit for it through CAI. And they're going to get a takeaway sheet, a little cheat sheet for them to work with as they uh, start getting further into these inspections, right? Yes. Yeah. So we're at that point of the podcast where we'd love for you to tell us a story because, of course, the podcast is called HOA. It's a true story. So (laughs) do you have a story for us today? Uh, you go first. Okay. (laughs) I do. I was thinking about that when you asked me in the beginning. I'm like, well, I got to think of a good story. So we actually, we sell a, um, a top coat called our 28 series. It's a heat reflective top coat. So it's pretty much the exact same thing as our, our 10 series top coat, but it's heat reflective. So we sell it to a lot of the casinos in Vegas, like MGM, Caesars. We do all of those pools. So we also sell to a lot of multifamily HOAs in Arizona. And so we did this really large multifamily project in Arizona, and we got this amazing letter from a homeowner. It was so nice. It was like typed up, signed, all this. And she's like, God, oh, she's like, it was so hot out here. And I love just went out on my balcony now. I have your heat reflective coating. She's like, I just love to go out there and smoke my cigarettes. And, you know, <laughs> you know, she's like, I, I go out every night now and all this stuff. And we're like, oh my gosh, like, that's so great that you're going out there and enjoying your deck, but you're smoking cigarettes. I'm like, I don't, I, I don't know. Like, maybe we, we solved one problem, but created another. So. <laughs> Don't burn That's your awesome. dead yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She likes it so much now. Yeah, now she goes out all the time. <laughs> yeah, just just remind her not to burn her deck coating system. Yeah. <laughs> it's class A fire rated. Okay. Exactly. That's awesome. Exactly. Yeah. You love exactly. those good letters. What about you, Becky? Mine would be, it has to do with waterproofing because that with the K26. But it's funny because I've been out to see different, a lot of different decks in different conditions. And I went out to this one um, company or this one community 
and they were, it was in the beginning when SB 326 had just come out and they were asking, well, you know, should we get these inspections? How should we do this? And their decks were literally falling off of the communities. They were tilted and they were like um, inside, the, uh, they were popping up inside floors. You could smell the mold. Some of them were. And I said, you know, I think what you need to do is get them fixed first. Because <laughs> I think they're going to take off all these decks. And they're like, oh, oh, okay. I think I think we'll do that. So they did, though. They, it was a nice story because then they did get the decks fixed and then got the inspections while the decks were open. The inspections cost a little bit less and they went away with some nice decks that were secure. Yeah. <laughs> and an inspection was done. <laughs> I had a deck project once in another state. <laughs> I was out here. And uh, I was really amazed because when we were going to the second floor, the deck completely had pulled off of the building and all these experts were walking out on it. And I looked at it and said, I'm not walking on that. The thing isn't even attached. And they, they kind of looked around and went, oh, you're right. Oh yeah, maybe not. And then they, they kind of looked up at the elevator shaft was was on the outside of the building and the, and the elevator shaft had even pulled off. And I said, I definitely don't get up in that oh, elevator. So no, the building no. got condemned. It was pretty interesting, but oh yeah. Oh my gosh. We definitely zone. want to make sure people are getting their inspections for all the right reasons. Well, definitely. thank you for joining us today. We had a really good visit with you guys and I'm looking forward to the deep dive presentation. And if anybody is curious, GB Group is a certified life deck applicator. So we wanted to just make sure you knew that we were able to help you with that if there's a question on that. Anything you want to add, Bill? I think we're good, Reagan. That was great. I don't think we did hope we to see the date of the, of the um, Zoom meeting. March 9th at noon. So look for your invitation with your Zoom request. Thank you so much for having us. We really appreciate it. Yeah, just wanted to say, you know, thank you to Bill, Reagan, Jocelyn. Thank you so much for having us on today. Really appreciate it a lot. Happy to help. However we can help educate property managers, that's, that's our goal. So whatever we can do to help further, you know, partnership all together with CAI and CECM, property managers in general, we want to be that source of education. So thanks for giving us an opportunity on this platform, and we're excited. All right. Thank you, guys. We'll talk with you guys soon. Take care. Right, take care.